Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It is I, Lyle Swithenbank. This is a sportsethos.com presentation. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Lyle Swithenbank, L-Y-L-E-S-W-I-T-H-E-N-B-A-N-K. And at Ethos Pelicans is the show Twitter page. We're going to break down the final game of the homestand, the six-game homestand uh, post-trade deadline. And... Um, Heading into the All-Star break, the Pelicans uh, dropped one against the Dallas Mavericks uh, despite a late surge led by new addition CJ McCollum. We're going to break all that down, uh, the rotations and uh, what went wrong, what went right and uh, what do we expect going forward from these guys uh, after the break. So, interesting scenes. Um, Well-rested as we know, the team... Uh, having a disappointing loss uh, in the back-to-back, second night of the back-to-back against the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, I was a little bit too upset after the efforts against those guys uh, to really do a podcast about it. Um, You may have seen my Twitter tirade, but uh, despite that, I was like, oh, we'll have a day off, the guys will reset, and we'll take the Dallas Mavericks on Mardi Gras night, first 5,000 people get a T-shirt, Oh, you love to see it. You know, people are up and about. They know they're not going to see the Pels for a week. Herb Jones is off to the rookie game. CJ McCollum is off to the uh, three-point contest. Plenty to cheer for. And a really good opportunity to have a refreshed team to take on a, a Dallas Mavericks team that's adjusting to trading Chris Porzingis. They also made a, a big splash at the uh, at the trade deadline, swapping Chris Stapps for um, Dinwiddie and, and Bertans couple of different pieces, makes them very deep, very difficult to guard those guys, and, and you know, Dinwiddie's a, an established guard, and Bertans can shoot the three like a mad thing at that power forward spot, so still comes with adjustments, so it was an, a perfect opportunity to finish your homestand that had been up and down, um, a bit of a simulation uh, with CJ, see that chemistry with Brandon Ingram, how they're going to um, uh, adjust going forward. Unfortunately, that's not what happened. Uh, we ended up falling short 125 to 118. Now, the disappointing part of this is that for three quarters, we were right in this game. Um, 
but for the first quarter where we just let Luca, um, you know, go ballistic. I guess I suppose I'm actually being a little bit too generous to the Pels because they hung in and, and Dallas couldn't put them to the sword. There was two 20-plus point leads at different times and the Pels fought back both times. And then in the last quarter, CJ McCullum basically put him, uh, the, the rest of the team, on his back went ballistic and, and ended up finding himself with 38 points, which is impressive, you know. I think it's probably the season high from any Pelican this year. Uh, I don't know if Brandon's got uh, to 38 this year. Not that I can recall. Now, or perhaps, did Jonas have 39? He may have done. I'll, I'll, from a guard then? All right, we'll say that as a little disclaimer. Unfortunately, we let Luka Doncic just go absolutely ballistic. 49 points, 15 rebounds, 8 assists, and, you know, it was a masterclass from him. He was he was getting whatever he wanted. And that was the frustrating part, is that we let another guy get comfortable. And his supporting cast were, were just as comfortable. We didn't decide to disrupt until the last quarter. We went on a number of runs to fight right back. And, yeah, it was disappointing because... I don't know where the lack of effort came from. We let them smack us around and we let them do it all night and continued to. Um, you know, after a disappointing Grizzlies loss, you think you want to come out and give this team a touch-up. You say, all right, next team that comes in here, we don't let them touch us up like Grizzlies did, you know, without Jar Morant. We've got to come in and, and give these guys a stomping. Instead, we started slow, we started sluggish. We let them drop 45 points in the first quarter. And 24-point lead going into the last quarter. We managed to fight it back. Got within four with 37 seconds left. You know, the last quarter, we dropped 37 to their 20. They had put Luca on ice. He was sitting there. He wasn't ready to come back on. And then all of a sudden, the starters are back in and, you know, they hold on. But we come charging. A really soft third quarter, scoring only 23 points to their 34. You know, you... You can't win games being inconsistent. And we talked about this at the start of the season, and I don't know whether or not it's a reset because we've got CJ McCollum, we've got Tony Snell coming in. You lose a leader in Josh Hart. I don't know. But tonight it was it was just a bit funky. You know, we shortened, or Willie Green shortened the, uh, shortened the rotation, only went eight deep. And that meant that the Garrett Temple played 17 minutes. He was the first guy off the bench. We changed the, row, uh, the starting lineup, bringing uh, Jackson Hayes in. Devontae Graham went to the bench, and he was solid. You know, he was solid off the bench. Efficiencies went through the roof, had 12 points, and that's what you want to see. You want to see that from your uh, from your guy. To re- you want him to respond. He'd been average for all of January and February, and, and it, it dragged it back with a nice 12-pointer, four of six shooting, two of four from three. You know, what more do you want? Not bad at all. Five rebounds and an assist. But just disappointing, um, and a lot of disruption to the to the rotation. I understand moving Devontae; it's been being called for 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 weeks. I have no qualms with that. Moving Jackson Hayes into the starting lineup, it worked. He got uh, he got himself a, a cheeky eighteen points, and he would have had a whole heap more had he not continued to foul relentlessly. But um, yeah, I don't understand the. Uh, the Garrett Temple thing in 17 minutes, two points, two rebounds, one steal, one of three shooting. And he had a turnover. And that turnover, you know, he was a minus 23. That turnover was from a run-of-the-mill 
rebound. They passed him the ball. He mishandled it, went out of bounds, and it was game back on. And honestly, I, I, I was so frustrated with that. And I get, I understand, all right, veteran leadership. You do this, you do that. Maybe he can defend. Well, he hasn't shown anything for a long time. You know, he goes on a little run and, you know, just enough to make you say, oh, hang on, maybe he has something left in his in his legs. You know, he got his two points off a putback, which was fantastic. But you're playing this guy over guys that we've invested in. You know, Najee Marshall had a contract signed last year. Trey Murphy, we signed, you know, he's a, a rookie, seven pick 17. We invested in him. You got Jose Alvarado, who's been playing out of his skin. When we need defense, doesn't get a look in. Billy Hernan Gomez, Jackson Hayes gets in um, in foul trouble. Jonas is in foul trouble, and, and Billy doesn't see the floor. I don't understand what the mentality is. And I get uh, Willie Green is trying to figure out as well, and I'm not going to bash him because he's adjusting just like everyone else is. But it was frustrating to see as a fan when... It's as clear as day for us what the issues are. And I don't understand why it's not translating. Perhaps there's a lot more going on. Well, there absolutely is more going on behind the scenes than we see. But disappointing loss nonetheless. So, that being said, we go to the team comparison stats. Because I like to break them down. We let them shoot 53% to and 47% from three. 19 of 40. You know, and... They started out something like ten of thirteen from three, and it was it was demoralising because it was just a barrage. Um, we end up shooting fifty percent and forty two percent from three, twelve of twenty eight, and six of those came from CJ McCollum. He was unbelievable from three. I don't think we've ever had a player like that. What's disappointing is that you shoot sixty six percent from the free throw line, fourteen of twenty one, and you leave seven points. We only lost by seven points. You know, you shoot 66%. You had more assists. You had 22 assists. You beat them in rebounds. They had 17 offensive rebounds. That means you had 10 more. 10 more, they had 7. So you had 10 more possessions. We had 92 shots to their 82. So the maths checks out. And we didn't capitalize. It was disappointing when that happens. 13 turnovers to 8. And, and some of them were just stupid turnovers. Let's be honest. You know, points off turnovers similar, 18 to 15. But you can see where those um, uh, where, where those adjustments could be made and then the team wins this game. You know, one guy I will shout out is Tony Snell. Come off the bench, 28 minutes, and was honestly probably our most effective guy against Luca. He, Herb was... Getting in a bit of foul trouble. He did all right. Like, don't let me criticize Herb, and I never will. But, you know, four turnovers from Herb. Uh, he was he was getting baited into fouls, and, you know, the refs give him absolutely nothing. They've actually got worse, I think. Like, the more clout that he gets, the worse uh, the umpires are against him, which is just so frustrating because he's a fantastic defender and works so hard on these, um, on these top-tier talents that the all-star fouls just add up so quickly. He got a foul off the first possession against Jalen Brunson for apparently pushing off with his forearm. And, you know, at the other end, Devontae Graham uh, cops the same thing from Brunson. And Willie Green asks the ref and ends up getting a tech. So, you know, we can't control the refs. But at the same time, a bit of whistle going our way would be fantastic. Um, 
be helpful. So you can see where the issue was and where the issues lie. And it's not a um, surprise that these uh, foul are these these issues that you can correct are cropping up now. The guys are tired, and you know these are probably the only excuses I made for the guys. They've had a, a fair, well, emotional roller coaster the last two weeks. You know, losing guys, getting guys, um, playing some some decent teams, teams that really um, are on the up and up. You know, the Grizzlies are a good side. Uh, we beat the Raptors, but they're a tough side. Dallas are up there in the West as well. Uh, it hasn't hasn't been an easy run. And with all those back-to-backs a couple of weeks ago, the guys are probably just hung out to dry. You know, they're ready for this all-star uh, break. I know Devontae was talking about it a few... No, it would have been the end of last week, I think, in one of the things about he's looking forward to this homestand into the... Um, into the all-star break because it gives you a chance to reset, spend some time with family, get away from the NBA grind. Jonas, after the game, said, you know, we're looking forward to this because all those niggling injuries, you get to have a rest, you get to reset your mind, you get to reset your body, and you get a chance to recover. So perhaps the guys are just worn down, and it wouldn't surprise me. It's been it's been tough. It's been a tough season, and there's been a lot of uh, carry-on around the team uh, externally that, Obviously, gets into the uh, into the training room as well, and guys hear these things. So it's been a tricky one, but just disappointing way to finish it off. Um, you know, CJ McCollum in that last quarter was just unbelievable. He let us hope again. You know, you're dropping 38. I think he dropped 15 in the last quarter. Seven of 10 from three. Uh, he was unbelievable. 14 of 26 overall, and he was he was just massive. Five assists he added to it. Um, and to see a guy like that that can just get a bucket whenever he wants, doesn't matter what, three, it can be a transition three, it can be catch and shoot, you can get to the basket, get an M1, do a little floater, do a little mid-range, he, he's got it all. And, you know, I've watched the Blazers a lot throughout the journey, so I knew what we were getting, but I didn't think we were going to see this version so quickly. He said five games and, you know, 38 in his fifth game is pretty handy. Now... One of the criticisms I've seen floating around is this like critique of Brandon Ingram. Um, 12 points, 5 rebounds, 8 assists, you know, still 8 assists, 1 steal, um, 6 of 21. Now, are we just giving up on Brandon Ingram or something because we've got CJ? No, I don't think so. Brandon Ingram is the reason CJ came here. You know, he, he talks about that in his interview with Antonio Daniels, in his uh, pull-up podcast. He talks about... Uh, Brandon Ingram. I think Brandon Ingram needs to work out where he fits alongside CJ. You know, he's trying to let this other guy get comfortable and at the detriment to his own stats. He had eight assists, you know. That's that's point, Brandon Ingram. You know, i got no issues with that. And his shot's going to start falling. He's going to, you know, he was out of rhythm at different times tonight. And it'll just take a little bit of time. Perhaps he's also tight he's carried this team as far as he can and now he's finally got some help so it doesn't surprise me he's taken a bit of a back seat to let cj get acclimatized so uh, i've got no concerns about brandon at all uh, i'm really excited to see what happens when he starts firing and cj's firing and, and all of a sudden they just can't stop us you know jv stepped up tonight 16 points 18 rebounds for assists he was huge 8 of 13 he's playing bully ball jackson with 18 the scoring's there um, it's the defense that we struggled on, and and that's really got to be a um, 
a concern and, and an adjustment. I'm sure that's what the guys will be looking at next week when they come back after their break. We've got these defensive guys. Gary Clark's a good defender. Alvarado, good defender. Najee's a good defender. Trey Murphy's showing it at times. Um, Tony Snell, you know, he's going to be a real factor down the stretch. He can shoot the three, and he can defend the hell out of it. So uh, I've got no concerns there. So before I do the uh, key takeaways from the game, we are going to... Thank the sponsors, mybookie.ag. Use the code ethos, and uh, that'll give you the 20, well, it'll give you a deposit match bonus on the third page. Type that in, tell them Hoopball sent you. Uh, not Hoopball, Sports Ethos, pardon me. Who am I? It was flashback. Um, in addition, manscaped.com. Use the code ethos20. That will give you 20% off and free shipping. The code has changed. Ethos. Um, and you can get yourself a little discount over there. Of course, use uh, go go and visit expressvpn.com forward slash hoopball. That will give you the extra three months on a 12-month plan. Go and use it. Treat yourself. We love a discount uh, and bonus stuff. All of that sort of carry-on is just delish. And also... Also, thrivefantasy.com. Use the code ethos when you sign up. Get yourself some deposit match and some playing tickets. Nowhere else does that. It's exclusive. So our daily fantasy partner, thrivefantasy.com. Go over there, check it out. Tell them Hootball sent you or even Sports Ethos. And uh, we will um, we'll be, we'll be laughing. Enjoy. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, welcome back to the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. It is I, Lyle, uh, and thank you for joining us on this wonderful, well, Friday night for me, uh, Friday morning for you all when this drops. We took on Dallas Mavericks last night, as we know, uh, fell short, and we're going to do our three key takeaways. Number one, the adjustment between CJ and Brandon is going to come. You know, CJ's going ballistic. He's, he's found his rhythm. He's getting whatever he wants. He can score at will. And they're going to work out how to play with one another. Brandon Ingram's deferring to him. You can see it. You know, and he's, he's setting him up. He's getting he's, this guy who's going to be his 2IC until Zion comes back. Well, even then, you know, we don't know what the little uh, picking order is going to be in terms of shot selection. Um, 
And so they're learning how to play with one another. It's fair enough. I have no qualms there. I've got no issues. And I just want to see them win some basketball. It's going to be tough because we've got to go and take on Phoenix immediately when we get back. But, um, you know, we'll play together. We'll come back refreshed and get into it. And we'll see what happens. Key takeaway number two. I don't like the short rotation. I understand as you head towards the end of the season, guys are going to start missing out. Uh, If you're going to go to eight players, they're not the eight players that I would have picked. I think there's one guy that needs to drop out and another couple of guys that come back in. And I don't really need to paint it in black and white which guy needs to drop out. Um, It's Garrett Temple. I think he is such a good off-court leader and I think he's brought so much to this team. But I also think it's time that he defers to the younger fellas and guys that can do just as much as he can, if not more, on the court. And he needs to he needs to lead from off the court. You know, he's on the players, uh, you know, the players association committee, executive committee, alongside CJ. We've got that veteran leadership there as well that is contributing. So, all um, we appreciate what Garrett's done. But I think it is time to start winding back his minutes and finding someone else. You know, maybe other people aren't showing him anything, but surely investing in Trey Murphy or, or Naji or one of these younger guys, Jose, um, is a is a better use of those twenty odd minutes than um, than in Garrett Temple just do nothing on a basketball court. And and you know, I don't mean to be disrespectful. I really don't. It's just you know, time, Father Time catches up with all of us, and it seems to be catching up with. Garrett Temple. But, you know, Willie Green's a coach, and he's going to make his decisions. And that leads me to my third one. Anyone that's ragging out Willie Green and saying that he's no good, you're kidding yourself. This bloke has got the most buy-in from a team that started 1-12 and that I've ever seen. I've seen coaches sacked after 1-12. I've seen them sacked earlier than that. You know, teams... People don't... um, buy in to a losing coach or a coach that's no good. You know, Willie Green has the ear of this team. He has the ear of the superstars and everyone lords him. So anyone that's saying, oh, he's he's doing this, he's no good, he's crap, well, you're just frankly wrong and there's no place for it because he hasn't done anything wrong. He's purely just adapting to being a head coach and using the tools that he has that he's available. You know, he, uh, he has Garrett Temple there. He's playing him a lot. Perhaps he trusts Garrett Temple, you know? He's an old head. He knows what he's doing on a basketball court. Whether his brain is doing the same thing as what his body's doing, it's a different thing, completely different. But if you trust a guy, well, then you play him. You know, maybe the younger guys aren't doing that. There's a lot of conversations that we aren't privy to, and that's all I'll say on that. So... We're going to have the all-star break as I wrap up. Uh, Tomorrow morning is the rookie uh, sophomore games. Herb Jones is over there. He is in Team Worthy at 8 a.m. He actually had to hop on a flight straight after the game. Uh, He's on there with Josh Giddy, which is my countryman. So I'll be watching those guys. I don't know, it's 8 p.m. I suppose, Friday uh, for... Anyone that wants to watch, they're doing it a different way. Four teams, and then they'll do a final at the end, um, which is all going to be very exciting. Hopefully, our guys are in it. Uh, And then on the All-Star Saturday night, we have, of course, the shooting, three-point shooting dunk contest, all that sort of fun stuff. Uh, CJ's in there. 
he's going to go over there, shoot the <laughs> shoot the hell out of it, hopefully win that, and um, you know get another trophy for New Orleans, which would be fantastic. Uh, before he jettisons home to go and see his little son and his wife and his family over back in Portland. Um, so good luck to him and all of his stuff he's got to do with the Players Association. He was talking that he is hour by hour managed. And then we get the All-Star Game on Sunday night, which is Team Durant and Team LeBron. Going to be an interesting one. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Love All-Star Weekend. It's good fun. We then come back... Uh, after a few days off, and we're going to take on the Suns on a second night of a back-to-back. So they're going to be tired. They're going to, well, they're going to have had that week, and then they're going to be playing the Thunder. Then they're going to play us. So it's not an easy start. Uh, we then, at least we're not straight into a back-to-back. We get a day off before we then head on to take on the Lakers national broadcast game. Are they going to take it off us? I don't know. LeBron's in it, so probably not. Um, so we'll see what happens there, but that's not until next Sunday. So a short week in terms of games, but you know, we'll probably do another show. We'll try to get some guests on and, um, and break down all that's happened in the season. That is, I think there's about 20 odd games left. So, you know, we're, we're getting to the crunch time. Um, the season has flown and we're right here with them and hopefully they can pull it together. So. As always, I'm Lyle Swithenbank. This is Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Bye for now. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.